0: we are going to welcome you back to the principal's podcast today once again we have mr haim who's sporting the blackhawks in this beautiful snowy sunny day Uh, and mr bandera's mustache is coming in even more today it looks very good uh we are going into the realm of the four e's for many of you you know him as dominics for some of you you know him as dj dom Dom and I go way back to my assistant principal days. We were the pioneers to create the morning announcements. He was really active in in student leadership, Um, very good at uh, presenting on the announcements. And we wanted to bring him back to talk a little bit about what he's been doing since high school and in particular what he's been doing right now. So welcome to the show, Dom
1: awesome thank you so much doug i appreciate it I'm glad to be here i feel like i'm back in high school seeing all the familiar faces
0: (laughs) so what's uh the the moment that you graduated uh chardon high school you went to bowling green correct so tell us a little bit about that experience
1: so in the last couple months of my career at chardon high school i was pretty much dedicated to figuring out where i was going to go to college and where i wanted to go and what I wanted to do, basically. Um, and through the high school announcements, I kind of gained a passion for just telling people what they needed to know and and how to get that information was vital for me. And so as I continued to look into what school I wanted to go to, um, I looked at a couple different options. I looked at Kent, looked at BG, looked at OU, um, and I felt like when I went to BG, that was home for me. I you know, visited their campus and that's where I wanted to be. They had just built a brand new broadcasting studio, so that was just huge for me. Um, I got there, got involved in a lot of the student organizations that put on the student media and stuff like that, and just kind of found my fit. I basically um, had a loss for words, but I basically tried out for their anchor position, and they accepted me. And so from then, I just got involved in their organization and kind of was shooting news stories on my own um, going out doing it all on my own time a lot of it was actually not a lot of it all of it was unpaid so all of it was just kind of doing it on my own going out and kind of figuring it out because i really had not done any sort of real news coverage and then my classes just started teaching me kind of more and more about what i needed to know as far as covering news and then i got involved at a studio down there a pbs studio and i worked there for three years and we covered all of bgsu's um, sporting events and which was really cool about that all of our footage was premiered on espn 3 so we basically were working in a way for espn so our basketball games were going straight to espn so if you ever watched an espn game of, of bgsu that was completely student run we have one we have one staff member and he is the director and the rest is completely student run um so those are just basically ways that i kind of got myself involved at bgsu just learning about you know the campus as far as how to get involved um i also kind of took a little bit of a back seat i think once i got to college um all of my high school career was so dedicated and being involved and being in leadership roles and doing that kind of stuff That once I got to college, I kind of said, you know what, I think it's time to take a backseat and just kind of let other people take the leadership roles and kind of roll with it from there. And so I definitely lived that motto through my college career um, because I was so overly bogged down with leadership roles and student government at at Chardon that I was like, I think it's time to just take a backseat and get involved as much as I want to and then, you know, know where to draw the line and, and how to say no because that was one of my biggest things, was learning to say no when people ask me to do different things. As you know, Doug. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> what's your, uh, what? Uh, you talked about Bowling Green. My brother and sister both graduated from Bowling Green. What's, uh, what's your thoughts on the pizza at Bowling Green?
0: There's a lot
1: of it. I'll give you that. Um, and it's actually funny because when I worked at that PBS station, we would always we would do like a little tour of all the the pizza restaurants every basketball game they would bring in a new restaurant of pizza and some got very old very fast and some were i mean some were decent but i mean i'll take whatever pizza's good i think okay okay i'll give it to you
0: you made your way over uh, we saw you intern at wkyc um are you still doing similar roles there So
1: what basically happened at WKYC was that I applied for their internship program last summer. They brought me in as an intern. I worked all summer there, um, and then I was basically dedicated to making sure that I had a spot there when I graduated. So I made it known to them that I wanted to come back. I said, I would like to be back during my winter session. I need another internship to graduate, so I will be back. And I kind of just told everybody that I'm making it a a commitment to be back here. So uh, when it came around wintertime, I got a text message from our executive director and said, hey, you know, we have the room. We need another intern. We'd love to bring you back. And so I came back as an intern for my winter session, which worked out perfectly because it got me enough hours and I was able to get the credit that I needed to graduate. And then halfway through that internship, uh, another manager came up to me and said, hey, we're looking for a part-time photographer. Um, I know you're in school, but would you be able to swing something? Is this something you'd be interested in? And just immediately, I mean, I grabbed it as fast as I could. Um, He did let me know that it would be weekends. So I had to basically give up my weekends at BG and say, hey, I got to commit to driving home every single weekend. and I was totally fine with that because I knew this was one way to keep my foot in the door. Um, so basically, committed to that. I've been working weekends now, weekend mornings, which I should also add. On Saturday, I get up at 2.45. And on Sunday, I get up at 3.45, um, which is a little rough. It's definitely brutal for sure. But um, I'm hoping this is temporary for now until you know they offer me a full-time position,
0: which would be sweet. Mm-hmm. We were able to watch you a few times, uh, kind of in your, in the real studio, kind of running through your internship experience. Um, your ultimate goal is to be not the one holding the camera, but the one on the other side. Correct?
1: That's definitely for sure. Yeah. Um, but <coughs> just like any other position, you got to work your way up for sure. And you know, not to say that I'm at the bottom of the pole right now, but I mean that's kind of where I'm at. And especially because. Cleveland is a huge television market. Um, there is no way you can walk in there having zero experience. I mean, I have experience, but you you don't have experience at a real television network. There's no way you can walk in and say, hey, I want to sit at the desk. I'm going to be the anchor. And they're going to look at you and laugh in your face and throw your application in the garbage. Um, so this is a way that I was able to get in the door, start at the bottom, do the dirty work, so that I can eventually find myself in front of the camera. And this gives me tons and tons of experience as well. Just being able to, the things I see on the weekends, the things I get to do on the weekends are, are just crazy. Um, it kind of, in a way for me right now, um, especially with this whole quarantine going on and everything that's going on with this virus, it has made you, you really cherish moments of life, I believe, because I go to these different crime scenes on the weekend. I go to these horrific, terrible things that are going on really that aren't too far from where we live. And it really just makes you cherish, you know, the moments that you have in life. And I think that's something that's huge um, in working that right now.
2: That was going to be similar. I'm sorry, Mr. I'm go ahead. I'll let you, uh, you go first. Well, you talk about, you know, wanting to stay with uh, Cleveland WKYC, but what if someone else called you around the United States? Would you? Uh, be open to going elsewhere just get started and then maybe coming back home so
1: in a lot of conversations that i've had with other reporters other people that are in the business right now it's about a 50 50 split they say hey you got to take a job that's in the middle of maine in a small little town that nobody watches the news so that you can get that experience and then come back So that's what I had to do. I mean, that's what I would have to do. Pack the bags and move away for a little while so that I can get that groundwork and kind of experience what it's like to work in like a small little network because Channel 3 is a very large market and it's not easy to get into something like that, which is why I'm hoping and praying that the route I'm going, it would be amazing if I could walk into a reporting job, but we'll see. Nobody said for sure either way. So it's kind of up in the air right now.
2: How has um, this coronavirus that, uh, you know, over the last few weeks, how has that changed your work in the media?
1: It's changed a ton. Um, even just so much as far as the way everybody is right now, as far as being remote, um, that has changed us entirely. Um, the studio right now basically has about all of three to four people in it at any given time. Whereas a normal day where this wouldn't be going on, you would probably see anywhere to 100 people in the studio. That's from marketing, sales, everywhere, promotions all around yeah. the board. Where we, I'm not even allowed to step foot in the building and neither is anybody else. Um, so that, in that aspect, it's changed a ton, um, especially considering we're out shooting video and then all that video has to make it back to the station over the internet. And when you're working off a Wi-Fi hotspot and everybody's using the internet right now, it's changed a ton. Sure. Um, in that aspect it's different. But also, I mean, we are going to these events and things that are going on, and you know, these food giveaways and these different donation drives and stuff like that, there's still people everywhere. And you're it's always on your mind. Like, I mean, I wear protection as much as I can. I wear a mask and gloves and all that kind of stuff, but you encounter all these people who really maybe aren't taking it so seriously and they get all up in your face, they get in your personal space and it's, it's become very difficult and I got to figure out the right way to say it, but about saying, Hey, get back, you know, like six feet, please stay back. You know, just social distance, just your basic social distancing things that some people don't necessarily take for. What are
0: some, what are some of the platforms that uh, your, on-air guests or hosts are using at their home are they using zoom are they using what are they using because i've seen it and it's like some of them have like a big screen and it's got wkyc on it or fox Eight, yeah. and then yeah. they have their monitors and then there's somebody recording them like do you yeah. know what what they're yeah. using
1: so it's actually pretty interesting um depending on which reporter and who you're talking to some don't even want A photographer in their house so sometimes a lot of what I've seen and a lot of the reporters that I'm watching and that we're doing is it's all through your phone Um, so your phone is up on a tripod and your we have an app that we use that allows us to enable us to go live from anywhere so all the reporters have their phone set up on a, a tripod and they just are able to go live right from their phone and then that feed makes it back to the station allowing them to then end up in the broadcast. But Zoom, I mean, Zoom has been a huge thing as far as the way that we're communicating um, day in and day out. Um, Every day, there's two meetings, one in the morning, one at night with everybody who's on for that day. And we just discuss, obviously, all the story ideas for the day. And Zoom has just been huge as far as being able to contact with each other and just kind of Everybody throwing out their ideas and then the managers being able to pick, you know, what, you know, story they're going to run for the day. But Zoom has been huge. But and then people are setting up monitors, getting their houses to look as close to a studio as they possibly can so that it feels as normal as possible. But I think that's another thing, too, is that people are noticing that we're changing and seeing that we obviously have to follow all these guidelines as well. And um, for a little while, there was some pushback and people leaving the station. But it was only right for us to, you know, if we're telling all these people, hey, practice social distancing, stay away from each other. And then you're watching a news show and everybody's on top of each other. It just doesn't seem right. So really, I mean, unless you are vitally important to the production of the show, you are not in the station at all. And it's, it's changed. And it's very difficult to work right now. But everybody's just kind of adapting right now.
2: Tom, we're, we've been asking a lot of ourselves lately as is this going to have any lasting effects you know does we're just speculating right now do snow days no longer exist because you know we'll just switch over to a digital learning yeah. day yeah or think you know things like that i'm not telling the students and there will never be a snow day again i'm not saying that but um but we're just you know we're talking about lots of different things and you know lots of different ways to deliver instruction in in the media um do you think do you think this will have a lasting impact or do you think you know, things will go back to completely normal eventually, or what, what's your thoughts on that? I think, I mean,
1: specifically as far as going back to normal, I think a lot of people are looking at May 1st coming around the corner and doors are going to be open and everything's going to be normal. And I think if you listen to the governor and the way DeWine has been talking about this three, three-part phase that he wants to put in place, and things are slowly, slowly going to get back to a new normal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think We all make jokes at channel three now because everybody's like, oh, well, if I could just work from home now, what's the point of me ever going back to work? I could just do it from home. But I think that's gonna be part of this new normal that we're gonna find ourselves in. Um, I think for a long time, we're gonna be practicing this social distancing and just there's gonna be new normal guidelines that are put in place as far as, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you're gonna see a lot of different things. You're gonna, you know, these plexiglass boards that they put up, And even being an employee at all these, I mean, we see, I mean, it's so different now. I mean, the the amounts of food people are buying is just insane. I mean, I just had a guy last night come through. He's an Instacart worker, and he spent $375 for an individual. He had four carts full, and he was buying it for this lady who wasn't probably didn't want to go grocery shopping for I don't know how long. But I just think that is just going to be, I'm not saying that massive grocery shopping is going to be the new normal, but I think... You know, limiting your exposure is going to be, I think, for a long time until there's any sort of vaccine or a cure or anything like that. I think there's going to be a new normal for a little while.
2: 300 and some dollars at Aldi. That's a challenge.
0: That's Ooh, the- yeah. <laughs> You Ooh, really that's, got a lot of items. That's like two yeah. rows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, halfway
2: Halfway
1: through his grocery trip, he took his phone to the car and was like, I gotta put because my phone's about to die. So can you watch these groceries? So I can go charge my phone for a little while. But yeah, it's definitely a challenge to spend three hundred and seventy some dollars at all these.
0: There's other Ferrante's in that house. Is so where's uh so where's Stephanie? Stephanie right
1: now. Now, she finished up her career at Oklahoma State University. Um, As far as her athletic career um, goes, she finished that up there, um, which was bittersweet for her. I can tell she was definitely missing it um, in the sense that the constant drive of just being able to work out, going out, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, So she finished up there, and then she went over to the other OSU. And so now she's at Ohio State University um, working with them on finishing up there, getting her MCAT done so that she can go in and get her doctorate. Um, so that is where she's at right now. She's down in Columbus, um, and then the other two knuckleheads are at home, running around <laughs> like crazy. Do they wear um, shirts
2: during the day? Because we're seeing a lot of these high school boys not wearing their shirts during the day.
1: I don't think there's a lot of that going on. I can promise there's no shirt wearing going on in the house. Oh,
0: jeez. Uh,
1: just a lot of video gaming. I could tell you the Xbox is getting its workout right now. Um, and what's their? Weather-
0: what's
2: your- What's their game of choice right now?
1: Um, I know Call of Duty is huge. I don't know if they're playing Fortnite quite as much. I know that was big. I played it for a little while, and then I could never get hip to it. So um, I know that's what they've been doing. Video gaming, video gaming all the time. Some don't wake up till 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's usually when they get out of bed.
2: Boy, you're really you're really putting them on the spot about putting yeah. their classes <laughs> in the Cut morning glasses. and everything. And boy, you know what? They're going to be wow. in your office, Bandera. <laughs> I guess take so. care of this. Hey, I guess our behavior referrals are down this quarter. Well, that you know what? We got at least we got that going for us.
0: You uh, you use the phrase "getting hip to it." On the side, you are DJ Dom. <laughs> oh yeah. That's so, sure. was your last venue our sock hop? sadie hawkins dance
1: it was yeah i didn't have you know there were a couple people who had reached out to me about some events that they wanted to do um but they didn't match up with my schedule um but i'm thinking that if i would have had committed to them who knows if they would have gone down due to everything that's going on Um, there were a couple events but yeah my last event was at the sadie hawkins dance with you guys
0: which was a blast it was a lot of fun and Mr. Bandera, Mr. Haim and I on the daily are getting questions about various events. Prom is one of them. And I, although we have a backup date, we have to follow the phase one, two, three plan that the governor has. Um, if there is any way that we need to find an alternate route, are you willing to be a uh, DJ D- Dom, the prom king uh, and putting on a show for us <laughs> virtually?
1: I would definitely do my best to give you guys a, whatever we, we can make work, for sure. Um, I think it would be kind of neat if we could do like a little virtual prom for those that, you know, especially your junior or your seniors right now. I mean, that that's tough for them, I think, for sure, mm-hmm. that their prom is on the line. And I know there's a lot of hope that there's a backup date, but You know, like I said, that new normal isn't going to be, you know, being able to put on a high school dance or or prom, should I say, in one room where there's all these people, you know, crowded together. Um, But a virtual event would be pretty sweet. Um, I think um, it'd be something we could try and pull off for sure. Um, I know over at Munson Elementary, they put together a little father-daughter dance that they did virtually, which I thought was pretty neat. And I think a lot of that, like I said, is going back to that new normal. Um, I think there's going to be definitely a a new normal for a little while, and that would be something that would be really, really sweet. We could put together.
2: Tom, you talked about, um, you know, you're extremely involved in high school. I missed you. I think by a year there, um, when I came in, but um, you know, your name's still talked about in different, different, you know, wings of the building for different Mm -hmm. things. Um, which is which is awesome. I mean, you left definitely left a legacy there. Um, you know, our seniors. Kind of feel a little down after yesterday. Um, yesterday's announcement. I mean, everyone always says, "Oh, I don't want to be in school," but then when they can't be in school, they they want to be in school right now. Do you have any words of advice for those for those seniors, those students, you know, who whose senior year maybe it feels like it's been cut short a little bit?
1: I definitely would have to say, you know, to the seniors, things are going to be different right now, and I think a lot of things you got to think about as to the reason why they're a little different. Um, protecting lives, I think is huge as far as why we aren't in school right now. But for those seniors, you know, it's tough. And I think I could definitely, if I were in their shoes, I'd definitely be terribly upset not being able to have that last, you know, prom, not being able to, you know, hang out and do those kind of things. So I definitely think it's tough. But I think going back to just realizing why we're doing the things that we're doing. And if you look at The numbers as far as where we're at in Ohio and why we're doing so well is because there are so many strict guidelines in the way that we're doing things that it's working. And and from all the experts that we've talked to, things are working and we're doing the right thing. And I think it's tough right now. And I feel for the seniors for sure, because this is not anything you want. And in a sense, on the other side of the door, I'm a senior at college. I mean, I'm in my last semester and um they basically i basically packed up my apartment a couple weeks ago moved everything home and said i'm home for good now um which was definitely a little devastating um except for that senioritis was in the back door so i was i was like excited to move everything home but you know it, it is devastating and it's upsetting for a lot of people i think and seniors especially you know you you want those lasting lasting moments and my commencement was moved i mean who knows what my commencement's gonna look like, you know, just like the seniors graduating. So I definitely feel for them and I think it's it's upsetting. But on the other hand, you gotta remember we're doing we're doing the right thing and we're doing it for a good reason, I think.
2: Yeah. Well am I up for my 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 yeah. question? Yeah. Um, yes you are. So, so a couple things. On, um, I've been asking everyone what their favorite quarantine meal is and also <laughs> kind of been asking about um, you know, what's what's the biggest thing you miss? I think you're I I at least I've caught up with you a couple of sporting events before. I think you're a big sports fan. Is it, is it a sporting event? Is there something that you're really, really missing during this time? So first meal and then second most, most missed event.
1: My favorite quarantine meal. I think right now I'd have to say me and my girlfriend have been getting hip to making homemade sushi. So we have been kind of we've been learning here and there how to kind of put it together. And I think that's been my favorite meal so far is just getting all the ingredients and working on putting it together because it's not easy. I'll say that for anybody who wants to give it a shot. It's not easy, but it's fun. And it's definitely something that takes a little bit of time and perfection. So sushi would be homemade sushi. Um, not to knock any store-bought sushi, because there's definitely some sushi restaurants that out there that'll yeah. definitely top my homemade sushi. <laughs> but um, I already forgot. What was your other question?
2: What um, What event have you missed the most, or is it you know, is there something that you've missed since you know everything's been kind of closed?
1: I think, especially because I was at school. Um, I mean, I miss the grind of being at school and doing that kind of stuff. Um, just like all the other you know students out there that are missing that aspect of school, being able to see all your friends, being able to see your teachers, being able to get a lecture from your professor. Um, I've noticed myself school has been very different and a little more difficult because you're, you're kind of taking it all into your own hands and trying to figure out how to teach yourself, um, which has been a little hard. But I'd have to say the thing I miss the most would be on the weekends, we would try at work at WKYC, we would try and focus on different uh, events that are going on, festivals, that kind of stuff. That was kind of what our grind was like on the weekends. And now it's not at all. Um, we were, you know, we got to meet so many cool different people between Indians players and stuff like that when, um, what was it? I forget what it We were at a tribe, tribe fest. fest. Yeah, tribe fest. Exactly. We get to meet a bunch of players for there before they open the doors. We get to see all these things, go to all these festivals, all that kind of cool stuff. And now all that's been put to a halt. So I'd say that definitely for sure has been something that I've missed because me and my reporter, we have such a great time when we go out and we get to see all these cool things. And right now I haven't seen my reporter in a couple of weeks because we are remote and we aren't allowed to be in the same car and all that kind of stuff.
0: So that would probably be what I miss the most. Any final shout-outs that you want to give to your homies in Chardon or WKYC or BG?
1: (laughs) Um, Any final shout-outs, you know, just, I guess I'd like to throw a quick shout-out to all the teachers. You know, all you guys are out there working extremely hard. Um, I know a lot of professors down at BG, when they found out that they were going to have to go virtual, some of them had never done an online class before and so and they had one week to throw an entire class together online um, so i definitely throw a quick shout out to them um, they're definitely working a lot harder than um they probably might may have had to used to and then your first responders i mean i have a lot of family members that are on the front lines in healthcare and firefighters and all of them and you know some of them have never gone through something like this. Probably none of them have gone through something like this. And, you know, they're working a lot harder and, and just being there for the people that need it the most right now um, as far as that. And then you guys, you know, you know, administrators and stuff like that who are also kind of on in the front lines in another sense. You know, you have 1,100 students or more, you know, looking to you guys for answers um, because a lot of them, this is an unknown time for sure. And I think a lot of people don't know how to act right now or what to do or how am I going to get this aside, this five-page paper done in X amount of time when all I've learned is, you know, to read a textbook or listen to a video, you know. So just a lot of people on the front line are, are just struggling right now. So I would like to give them a quick little shout out. And then just everybody else that's kind of in the in the quarantine time right now, just know we're going to get through this in no time. Um, and we'll get used, We'll get
0: to that new normal for sure. How do we follow you? How do we follow, like, I saw your one photo of Lake Erie and the sunset, so how do folks get to follow you um, and see what you're up to?
1: So I do have a page on Facebook. It's Dominic Ferrante, WKYC. Um, I like to post a little. Right now, I'm doing a lot of, like, scenic different things, like I was out at it. men are headlands last weekend shooting some of the sunrises which was pretty sweet so i try to post stuff on there um i do have a twitter account at dj ferrante one you can follow me on there i try to post stuff i'm more of a facebook guy so you'll see more on facebook than i will a lot of my other platforms but facebook is for
0: sure where i'll you'll see some of my work for sure well we truly appreciate your time this has been very insightful it's been a joy for me To watch you grow tremendously from really a lot of it sophomore junior senior year and then what you've been up to you certainly have matured much like your last name a fine ferrante <laughs> uh, we're uh, still
2: working on your brothers though they're a work in progress no they yeah. i'll keep my comments
1: to myself because i already threw them in the dirt enough yeah they, they need to
2: be back in school so we can keep molding them
1: <laughs> exactly that's what it takes. Your senior years, when you'll be put together, I think for sure. so you
2: can you can watch this later too and give us a little critique here about um, our, our news professionalism.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll, uh,
1: I'll look back on a couple of your videos and I'll give you guys some critiques
2: for sure. Looking forward to it. Hey, do you
0: remember <laughs> before we run? Do you remember having to record, edit, render, and publish the morning announcements? before school and sometime it was like seven we're like let's yep. go let's go <laughs> those yeah. were hectic days
2: hectic days
1: but it's so crazy because that is no different from what we're doing mm. sometimes in the field i mean i i've been out at a couple different breaking news stories where things are literally happening as we're speaking you know buildings are burning houses are burning and i'm in the car shooting i shoot video and then I'll pull it off the SD card. I'm in the car, typing, editing it real quick because I got 10 minutes before it's about to air. And it's so funny because it's no different than what we were doing at 7 o'clock in the morning, waiting, waiting for things to export because the news has to. I mean, the news goes on. And the last thing I'll say about news is that it's the one job that at 6 o'clock, no matter when you start, it's all due at 6 o'clock. So you could start at 4, you could start at 5, but it's all due at 6 o'clock, no matter when you start yeah
0: (sighs) well we appreciate your time um yeah we'll definitely try to touch base again in uh, various capacities i know we see you all the time but again we'll throw that out there that we might be able to throw a house party with dj dom oh yeah pump pump pumping the bass and (laughs) mr haim can take his headphones off so he doesn't have to listen to it as loud (laughs) mr uh, bandero bring his scissors so he can cut off (laughs) wristbands virtually (laughs) <laughs> I do, I prefer the flashlight instead. yeah you are the flashlight man
1: <laughs> yeah for sure we'll have to keep in touch a virtual prom would be definitely uh something to go down in the books for sure that'd be
0: sweet yes well you take care and we will see you soon on the news
1: awesome thank you so much for thanks having me. Us. thanks yes.